Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. This is Angel. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. And as always, I get excited. I'm I'm, I'm easy to excite because I love what I do. But I also love that we have the ability to to connect with people from all over. So we have another international show today. My guest today is is Helen Ferguson. I was going to make your name one name and put the Helen and the Ferguson together, who is coming to us from France. And I'm excited about that. Helen, welcome to the show. I want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Angel. It's it's fantastic to be here. Thank you so much for for having me on. And uh, hello, everyone listening. Obviously, I'm Helen Ferguson, not not together. I know. <laughs> that was me. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, and actually, I'm a, I'm a trauma psychotherapist, but I, I describe myself as a specialist trauma therapist because a lot of people get frightened by the word psychotherapist. Um, and I'm a specialist trauma therapist, and I have been uh, doing this work now for 24 years. And... Uh, started working with children and young people who'd been traumatized and abused and actually then kind of midway point in my career um more more importantly my purpose not my career noticed actually a lot of the women that were that were the parent the the mom of these children were, were carrying around their own trauma and and had never had anyone to speak to never had anyone to to talk with, to share their story, to to unburden themselves with and feel liberated. And and so I thought, well, actually I need to be, I need to be that person for them. And and so I for the last 13 years, I think, 13, 14 years, I've been that for women. I've been that that calm, you know, compassionate uh therapist for for women who are needing to uh, rediscover themselves and define their futures, um, having experienced childhood trauma and um, um, CPTSD and sexual abuse or sexual trauma. And, and and I don't see it as a job. I see it as a purpose. I see it about, you know, leaving a legacy of freedom for women in this world. Oh, wow. That was really good. You know, leaving a legacy of freedom. You know, I, I think I hear a lot, especially these days about, the, the the journey of being a woman and how we um have this 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 struggle especially now because we're not just competing with men we are like right there yeah. and and it, and it feels like we didn't even have a process we didn't have a process of evolution we just like woke up one day it's like get out there and be like them and yesterday yeah. we were having babies and we were in the kitchen and then the next day <laughs> So is that like a, a, a big deal in this conversation, this whole identity process? Yeah, I, think it, I think it is because I, th- I want to put, you know, what was really interesting was you kind of, was you saying that, you know, kind of woke up one day and need to be like them. And actually one of the things that um, I talk about in my own, um, my own personality, my own sense of being is how I've never been one of them. I've, I've actually, I'm actually a very kind of, quirky slightly funny individual um with a you know and I'm and it's really really important for me that I'm not kind of part of the crowd and part of the you know that I stand firmly in in who I am as a woman and who I am as a human being and and how and what I give to the world and and that's that's equally what I encourage I invite the women who work with me to to understand is that they don't have to be like anybody else they don't have to fit in. They don't have to fit into a hustle of, of being anything other than who they are and who you are. And so, so that you can really stand confidently and calmly and courageously and vibrantly and empowered as the woman that you are, whatever that looks like. So a lot of, in fact, I was, in a, I was having a conversation with a, with a woman, um, 
somebody else I was being interviewed by a couple of weeks ago and she was like I've been watching you I've been kind of you know I see your posts I see how you show up and she said you're you're really fierce but in this this really compassionate and calm way and I said because fierce isn't a bad thing you know I own my fierceness because my fierceness is who I am I'm confident I'm I'm vibrant I'm curious I'm energetic I'm I explore the world I'm curious I really tap into my curiousness and so helping and guiding other women to understand that when you heal and recover and, and healing is a, is a journey, it's not a destination. But when you're in that healing and recovery process, you get to understand who you truly are and be her and, and not feel that you have to be anybody else other than you. I feel like I want to like jump up and grab a bunch of the girls and go for a march after you, all that you said. I have so many little points I pulled from that. So the first thing I was going to point to was, you know, you used to term fierce. I love fierce. Um, you know, I think it was RuPaul that started Ooh, fierce. And I love it because it's like, get out there and be you and don't be afraid to be you. Exactly, exactly. And I think we, you know, for so long, I think as women, you know, the idea of fierce meant arrogant, meant ego, meant, um, you know, that, that you were somebody to be avoided, um, meant angry, you know, um, and actually fierce is you can be compassionately fierce and you can be vibrantly fierce and calmly fierce. And, and all of that is about being you. It's, it's about really tapping into every part of your energy and, and your soul and your spirit and, and being able to confidently show that. That is so cool. Um, you know, do you feel like, or have, has it been your experience that women maybe feel like as they are coming out into their own, that they, that people relate to them in these in these adjectives they're too aggressive they're too this they're too that and do you have to work with women to get them past that in your in your work that you do yeah definitely definitely I do see a pattern of that and that's also linked into the narrative of any of the trauma that they might have experienced so of course what happens is you know women who who have experienced trauma and I say women you know I you know I, I do occasionally work with men but my my that's why I say women as a as a general um but you know women who have experienced trauma often feel that they have to hide who they truly are because that person wasn't good enough that person um wasn't you know was the you know the, the self-belief or the blame the self-blame is that if I'd have been a different person then this wouldn't have happened to me so I can't show who I truly am because that's the person that, that, the, that was hurt and that was the person that caused this. So I often see that, this hiding. And of course, that then shows up to other people in all sorts of different ways. And, and, a lot, and I think that's where people get the idea of, of you know, this kind of anger and arrogance. And, and uh, it, because when you hide from, when you hide from who you truly are, other people don't understand that. And then when you start to emerge as who you truly are, people kind of go, oh, well, this isn't you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so then they, they, give you, they give you other names for it instead of seeing it as, wow, you know, look at you, look at you standing in your confidence, look at you standing in your freedom, you know? The labels that other people give us are the ones that, that anchor us down and weigh us down too much and it can have you drowning. Um, so yeah, often when I'm working with women, it, it, it's a, it's also about helping them navigate their way in the relationships around them to be able to to not feel frightened to show that um, because if other people can't manage that, that's their problem, not not yours. You know, <laughs> if other people, you know, they, they've got this, they've created this idea about you. Um, Hence you know, fierce, right? Hence fierce. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, there's a lot that I do around helping women emerge out of those narratives that other people give them, um, and descriptions and 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 ways that other people will say, "Oh no, hang on, you've changed. I'm not sure I like this new person." 
well, this this new person isn't new. They've been underneath all the layers. <laughs> they're just they're just now breathing and they're living, and they want to they want to explore and they want to be adventurous and they want to they want to show the world who they are. And that is so um, such a powerful statement that I, I would like to tap back to because people don't think about the fact that as you go through the process of releasing and healing and getting through your stuff mm-hmm. this it's it's like watching a, a, a flower come up through the soil and bloom and now the people around you who may have been contributors to your stuff <laughs> are now no longer compatible sometimes or you're no longer interested or they're not it's, it's like you it, it occurs like things have changed yeah yeah and I love the I love the blossoming analogy it kind of reminds me if you know when you when you have roses in the garden and there's often the um, from the from the root ball that you can that what appear what can appear is a sucker you know <laughs> which shouldn't be there yeah yes. you end up having to prune it back and prune it back and prune it back and try and get this sucker out well that's that's also you know what happens when you're when you're in your healing journey there will be there will there will be people that don't understand you that have, may have contributed to what you what you've experienced um that don't want you to change don't don't actually don't feel safe in themselves with you changing because they've created the boundaries for you rather than your own boundaries so they are the suckers that you have to keep on pruning back and pruning back in the hope that eventually you can disengage them from from the root because when you do that you get to blossom in all your in all your uniqueness rather than have these things attached to you that that limit your growth yeah yeah and you said something too that I loved um healing is not a journey it's the destination no 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 it's the other way around yeah (laughs) yeah the other way around I put it wrong but I but I the reason I love that is because is it's it's like and I did write it correctly. I said it wrong. It's like, there's no, you take this pill, like the matrix, the, you take the blue one or the red one, and you're going to wake up tomorrow and all is well with the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. We're, you know, I, I wish, great, right? I, wish, I tell you, I wish. Um, and I, you know, I, I have to always say to, to women, like, you know, we don't have a magic wand. I'd love to be able to have a magic wand, but um, no, it's, it's, you know, healing is the journey and, and it's the transformational journey, a, a true transformational journey. We see transformation are kind of a bit overused on, on the social media front right now. But when you're healing, when you're moving out of that pain, when you're moving your, you know, beyond that pain and moving into who you truly are, and allowing yourself to bloom without the suckers and, fl- and flourish without the suckers, then you, you're able to then channel and tap into all the kind of strengths and qualities that you have, that you've always had, but you've had to essentially rely on the survival one for so long that you forget about all the other strengths that you have. And so when you tap into those strengths, in that healing journey, which is lifelong, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a, oh my God, it's lifelong and you'll always be in therapy, but it is a lifelong journey because there will always be things that, that, that tap into the, the, the previous pain that make you think, oh, you know, but what the difference is that when you're in that healing journey, when you are, you know, when you are well into it, you've got more of an understanding of your strengths and your qualities that are able to respond to any challenges that you may have in a much different way than reverting back to just needing to survive. Wow. And um, you said, um, I love that, um, by the way, you said, you know, transformation, oh my God, if I had a nickel for every time transformation flew by me um, on social media and COVID has inaugurated a whole class of of coaches now everybody's a coach and one of the things um as a healer you know i have a i've observed that as you start working with people you start 
connecting with their triggers and things that are deep down at the soul level. And for me, I have a list of, of, of therapists and such that I refer people to. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any feelings or opinions or thoughts um, around this? Um, making sure that you separate, I am giving you like a goal chart and helping you get to your goals and, 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 and motivating you versus helping you in a healthy way, in the proper way, heal through like real trauma. Yeah. Do I ever have an opinion on this? <laughs> oh gosh, do I ever. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> yes. I mean, in terms of, in, in fact, I did a little mini series um, it was like two or three episodes on, on Instagram um, live with coaches in um, America and Canada, where we talked through the difference between coaching and therapy and this very clear distinction. And it was fantastic to be able to have that conversation with them because they were as worried as me about some of the 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 untrained or underqualified or not trained enough um, skills that were being um, purported on social media to be the ones that would help you recover and heal from deep rooted complex trauma. Now, as a trauma therapist, you know I think there's a place for everyone. Don't get me wrong. I do, but you know there is a place for all skills. But when you are when you are unpeeling back the layers of somebody's trauma to hold their pain with sensitivity and trust and know that whatever is going to come out of that you have to hold and you have and you you know what impact it may have on you um, as well because as therapists as coaches you're going to be triggered too you know um, so you have to have that awareness and 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 so when, when I talk about therapy, you know, as a, as a psychotherapist, you know, we are about bringing the, the unconscious to the conscious. And you have to safely hold somebody in that because you're soul searching, you're, 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 you're opening that soul up um, and guiding them and holding their hand. I always say to women, I'm constantly holding your hand. And anybody that works with me, it's like, they say, hello literally Helen's on the sh on the shoulder you know she's constantly there she, I'm holding she's holding my hand because it has to feel safe and you have to build that trusting relationship and so I I don't I would never give give people goals because actually you know that's that's not up to me <laughs> to to give them goals in what they want to achieve in their life actually when when they work with me and I know my other psychotherapy colleagues and, and therapy colleagues would also agree with this, is that, you know, actually you as the individual seeking that therapy is the one that instinctively knows what they want to gain from it. And, you know, I, I had a client, and in fact, she starts with me on Tuesday. She, she contacted me today to start working with me. And she, I said to her, I said, what is it that you're, what is it that you want? And she just said, I want to be happy, you know? I've not been I've not been happy and I've not been happy for a long time and and I and I thought well there's no there's no goal you know yeah it's a that's a that that's a that's a feeling that you want <laughs> that's not a goal with a tick list that says yes. okay to get you to be happy you need to do this 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 this, this. things yes you know? um and uh, you know I I I work alongside coaches you know so I do have coaches that refer people to me because they know that their skills base doesn't give them the, or their qualifications base rather, it doesn't give them the skill to be able to work with very complex deep-rooted trauma. It's being aware of it and, and understanding yes. the impact that it has on the goals that somebody wants to achieve, but it's not opening up. Right. The, it's not peeling back the layers, you know. Right, and, and you know, as a coach, you know, if you don't have the, if you don't know how to see the signs, you may not know that, that, that that's where you are. And as a client, it can actually get in the way of them achieving what they want to achieve. If you hit the wall on whatever yeah. they got going on now, your, your, your conversations are about this thing. That's 
in the way and you may not even know it right exactly and and I I sadly um have had quite a few women in the last couple of years probably post you know since COVID who have who have gone to other people um who have said that they are trauma trained and that they they're trauma informed and that and they've tried to open up that um and they've been re-traumatized in the process. And so, you know, I've had women coming to me and saying, you know, A, do you have space? I mean, I, I always, have, you know, I always try as much as I can to see, to see as many people as I can. But, you know, it should never, coaching, even, even if you're trauma-informed, should not be a re-traumatizing process. You know, nobody should ever be re-traumatized because if you are aware that something of their behavior, something of their responses, something of their patterns that are impacting on impacting on the goals that they want to achieve. Is it more money? Is it, you know, the next level in their business? Is it, um, you know, is it, you know, is it the next, you know, building their business even further? If yeah. there's a block to that and you recognize that the block is something that is, you know, is a traumatic experience, then yes, be aware of it, but understand that there is a limitation to your skill, which means that that you need to engage and connect with a a qualified therapist. Because there's also people out there that they're saying they're qualified and they're not um, a, a qualified therapist. And and everybody has the right to do their due diligence. If you are not sure about somebody's training, you question it. Yes, you know. Um, do your due diligence but uh, and I it's something that I do bang on bang on about quite a lot um because I just see so many people that are also saying you know in their marketing that they are specialist when they've done nine ten weeks training it's not a lot of training it's not a lot of training yeah. I'm I'm still training and I'm 24 years in. Yeah. I will never stop training because there's always something new. There's always something to learn. There's always something to build upon. But that's the thing now, right? It's like, because I see that I get, um, I get hammered with emails because I'm on the every list now because of what I do. And it's like, you can be a this, that, and the other in this 10-week program. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I struggle with that with like 10 weeks, 12 weeks. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't seem like a lot. When I do have friends that, that I've come up with that are therapists and they went to school and they had to do this, they have to take board exams. They got to do all this stuff mm. yeah. to qualify them. If for no other reason, they're just as engaged with you as your physician is. Yeah, exactly. And they need to know the laws and they knew everything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I originally started as a, when I first qualified was as a psychiatric nurse. So my foundation is in, is in, in, in mental health. Um, and so when I, when I first qualified and I started working with children, I had a, I had a psychotherapist that used to supervise me and she sat down with me one day, but you know, kind of clinical supervision in terms of yeah. you know, the work that I was doing with those children. And, and she said, I think you need to be a therapist. <laughs> I think you need yeah, to shift into the therapeutic space because of the way that I was understanding children and, and the, the, the analytical, the psychoanalytical way I was understanding them. And so over the years, you know, I've done, I've done, an incredible amount of training and I will I don't think I like I said I don't think I will ever stop but so I'm, I'm you know when people say to me you know kind of what are your qualifications and I'm like okay here's the list um you know, and you know and they're and they're all important because trauma and or every single experience that you have that challenges you is unique to you and therefore the response that you have from a therapeutic process should also be unique to you and yeah. bespoke to you there isn't a one-size-fits-all healing program I'm sorry there isn't no because if that were the case then we would all be the same human beings that um, would be boring <laughs> and, and would be, it, that would be incredibly dark um <laughs> but so, so when you know when you experience trauma 
any trauma, any because trauma in itself is not the event. It's the experience, it's the response in your body and your mind and your soul to that event. So it's at a very cellular level as well. So, you know, you have to have all sorts of different skills to be able to yeah. respond to, to that person. So, you know, I'm trained in, atta- I'm an attachment therapist as well. I'm trained in okay. somatics. I'm trained in, I, in internal family systems. I'm obviously trained in sexual abuse and trauma recovery. You know, I'm a child and family therapist. You know, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm psychotherapy trained. <laughs> You know, so that, you know, so I've got all these kind of skills, which means that when a woman comes to me and says, this is what I've been experiencing, Helen, and we spend and we deep dive and we do a 90 minute session I have with people first where we, you know, it's the only time I ask anybody to tell me their history. Um, That's when I say, okay, right, I need to think about the particular skills that you need from me because your response to it is unique to you. Yeah. So to treat any to treat people as the same and give you the give them the same formulaic process of healing and recovery means that you're going to miss something. Yeah, it's going to be something missing. And you never want to lose that, you know, because there's got to be the the intimacy of the relationship having a having this therapeutic relation. I, re, I'm a, I realize I'm on a tangent now, but having this. <laughs> therapeutic relationship okay. sorry I didn't. Um, and it's a good job I haven't had a glass of wine um, <laughs> having the therapeutic relationship with somebody where you are it's really intimate you know you're letting this you, they're letting me into their world into their life into their heart into their mind it's it's incredibly intimate and therefore it's the most profound relationship that you'll ever have Because what that relationship does is compassionately bring you an empathic witnessing to to who you are. And and you get to be able to then use that that mirroring to be who you are. And to, you know, you don't become, I've never had anybody become reliant on me, thankfully. Um, And that should never be the case, Um, you know. Don't don't need that. I'm not a mum, so I don't, I don't need to become a mum to, to kind of all these all these women. Um, and they wouldn't want me to be their mum. They, they would be clear on that. We don't want you to be your to be our mum. But what what you need is what it, it's such a, it's such an extraordinary relationship, and 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 I'm incredibly honoured to be that for women, you know. Um, but it should never be a reliance, and it's and it should. It should be unique. It should be intimate. It should be profound, um, and it and it's not a tick box exercise. So so good. And and I, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, how women have these these traumas, and sometimes we don't realize that we have them. It's almost like being a woman. <laughs> It'd be just dramatic. <laughs> Welcome to the trauma because, you know, coming up, many of us were sexually abused. You go to the dating and then you had some of them were not that great because there was abuse yeah. in that. And then you had to go to college and then you had to go to whatever, you know, and like I was in the military, military is, is wow. unique yeah. in of itself, you know. Yeah, that <laughs> is. I'm, I'm from a military family. I, I hear you. <laughs> um, and I and I think about how men manage the process different from how men women do. And I've been in coaching programs where I've gone to three-day events and it, you, you stand up and you let your thing out and everybody's crying and then they mm. send you home. And I have a distinct memory of a specific event where I stood up and I was like, because you're feeling it, you know, and I shared this thing, everybody's crying and we all hugged and then they sent me home. And for like five weeks, I was in this haze and I couldn't understand it. And I, I was like 22. When I look back on it, I realized that they, they that I opened something up and I triggered something and I had no you tools. Where, to, you, you, where, where do you go with it? <laughs> And that, that is the problem is that is that, you know, a lot of people do open it up with things. I mean, even some of the marketing on social media right now is can be very triggering. And I'm always or I'm always careful about what I share and what I post on social media, 
um, because it has the capacity. It's not therapy, you know, um, but it, there are certain things that have the capacity to trigger someone. And, and I, would, I would never want to be that. I would never want that to happen from something that I'd said. But there's so much that does happen, and and like you know, like you, I was actually talking to a. I met one of my clients for a, for a coffee. She finished, she ended her therapy sessions with me a couple of years ago now, but um, she was in the area and we met up for coffee. And she was explaining that before she met me, she had a very similar experience. She went to this coaching um, program. I think it I think it was in the UK. Um, and it was a mass event. And she said, I walked home in a kind of trance. And, and she said, I, I phoned my husband and just went, I have no idea what's just happened. No idea what's just happened. So, you know, you're walking, you know, there are people walking around like this and where do you go with it? Um, and I remember her saying to me, and I know that she doesn't mind me sharing this, but she, she before she met me, she'd been in therapy for two years with somebody who wasn't trauma trained, you know, had no trauma background um, and it is very different, actually, to working with depression on its own or, or a mental health issue on its own. Um, and she'd been in therapy for two years since she got on a call with me. She actually phoned me about her daughter who was who was experiencing high levels of anxiety. And and mum was crying and I, I, I really sobbing, crying. And I said, I said, you know, it sounds to me like it's you that needs that needs the support and the guidance and the the holding and the 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 kind of the, the therapeutic work and she said well I've been in therapy for two years and I said I was like oh okay this is not usually what happens when you're in therapy um and I said that too where I was really concerned and I just I just said well how's that going and she said I feel like I'm in the bottom of a pit and they've got the ladder at the top and I'm trying to scramble my way out on my own and I said that's not wow. therapy that's not there. therapy is empowering it's motivating it's liberating um is it hard work yes you know not gonna lie <laughs> it is hard work and I you know I I I do challenge compassionately my clients um <laughs> but you know you have to know you have to know in yourself what you're giving to that person who's sitting in that space with you I work internationally with a lot of clients in America and and, and Canada um, and you have to, you have to know what you're giving to that, to that relationship. And you have to know what your limitations are. Um, and as a therapist, I mean, I, I have my own therapy, um, because I absorb so much of yes. everybody's emotions. I'm very aware of, you know, when, when I'm starting to feel like full up, when it's sitting in my body and my, my shoulders are up and I kind of, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling tired and it's like, oh, you know, so I have my own therapy and I have my own energy healing um, every month. So, you know, it's very important to really understand who you are in that relationship with, yeah. with anybody and, and to stand and with a microphone and, and in a, in a group, in a large group of people, um, and expect people to share their story and not know and not do anything with that to keep them safe is yeah. is unprofessional and, and unethical. Um, but and so the it feels to me that sometimes there are there are women still walking around <laughs> in the way that you were in the yeah. way that my my client was that kind of what do I do with this you know what do I do. And it's, it's so strange, you know, you, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought the thing up. You know, we, we have that saying, physician, heal thyself. It's like, if you spend your life allowing people, you know, pulling stuff out of people and letting them unload on you, and then you just expect to go skipping back into your life without some support, you're not giving yourself enough respect. Right? <laughs> you have to have some way yourself yeah, absolutely. Um, to release that. And like therapists have to have a therapist. <laughs> I, and I and I, I do I do think that the coaches need yes, their own. They do. I guess so. they you know we need, you know, I have this thing I tell people about telling the story. Mm. Um one of the things I learned when my mother passed away, um, and it was devastating because I was her my husband and I were her caregivers. Right. And I had all kinds of issues. My my got sick, I had all these issues. And finally my doctor says, You need a 
a, a, a grief counselor. So I got with a therapist and one of the things I got is, oh my God, to be able to sit down with somebody, talk through it, and then they know how to, how to drive the conversation mm-hmm. so that it's, it's a healthy, you know, release, all this kind of stuff. Cause after a while, when you're going through stuff, people in your life get tired of listening to your story and you yeah. start becoming the guy that always complains about stuff or whatever, 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 because you're trying to, it's like, it's our body's natural um, especially women, it's our natural setting to want to talk about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And not everybody yeah. wants to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, and it, and because it is hard for other people to be alongside that, and that's that that is sometimes when things like compassion fatigue set in because oh, wow. you know, we are hardwired for compassion, um, and and so you know, but there is a certain point at which you know, you can get to if you don't do the work on yourself, that you can get to where you think I can't hear anymore. I can't absorb anymore. I can't hold anymore. So a lot actually, you know, I, I, I'm actually a therapist for other therapists too. you know, therapists come to me for my, my therapy with me because they've reached that point of like, I can't see anybody else. Helen. And I think that's an incredibly vulnerable thing. For yes, it is. To say. Um, but that's what you should be noticing instead of thinking that you can take it all and take it all and take it all and take it all. And then thinking that you're exhausted because you've been plowing everything into, into just your business and the next level of your business. Actually, it's because you've, you've reached your capacity. Yeah. Um, you've reached your emotional and psychological capacity and your own compassion for yourself as it's gone for it's gone for a walk you know it's not there it's 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 like no we've tried no and you're you're pushing us and pushing us and i we we checking out we can't we're checking out we can't do any more of this Um, and equally you know other people um find it really difficult like friends and family when 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 you're in that space where where you you know you're feeling sad and you're feeling um frustrated and disappointed with how things are in your life and you've like my, my client who isn't feeling happy and is you know like what I don't even know I mean I hear a lot I, Helen I don't even know who I am yeah if you're walking around with that and you're trying to talk to people around you and 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 absolutely if you've got a fantastic inner circle they are who who you should be talking to um but there there is a point at which even that inner circle will go I don't know what else I can do for you um, and I need to kind of look after me a bit, but I'm still here, but I think you need to have somebody that's just for you, you know, <laughs> and I think that's incredible when people say that, you know, I think that's a, when, when, when an inner circle, I kind of talk about this as a, as a kind of gravitational pull, you know, so you're, a, you're this planet, you are a planet in your own self, and, and you have this, you have this orbit and this gravitational pull and the strongest gravitational pull are the people that should be in your inner circle that is the people good. that hold the same values as you that hold the same soul-led values as you um and will be there for you but equally will say i just haven't i don't know what to do with this it doesn't mean that they're not there for you it just means that they don't know what to do with it that that's not their skill set and i'm that's i'm a fan I'm a fan of having the circle and it's like you have, um, I love that the planetary um, system because it's like you have uh, a cast of characters and they all have something different. Like you have the girlfriend that's like, what do you do? Let's go get them. You know, you've got different players, but um, they all as, as awesome as they are. This is a whole different conversation. And um, do you think that coaches really should be okay because I feel like in the conversation as a coach that it's almost like admitting a weakness that you're not mm-hmm. able to help people work through that stuff yeah. that should be I part th- of what we do yeah I think I think that is and I, you know I kind of think that where is that pressure come from where's that idea come from that that you that you as a coach should be dealing with everything you know I don't know where that comes from, you know, because as a therapist, I know that I know what I won't work with. I know what I, I know from a 
from a skill set, but also a personal perspective, what I won't work with. And I will say, that's not what I, you know, I'm not the person for you, but actually I think I know who the, who is. So let's, let's link you in with them. Um, but I, I see the, the coaching world and I have lovely friends who are coaches and I think they do an incredible job. Um, but at the same time, where's the idea that you are everything in that, yeah. in that role? You're, you're not, you can't be. Because you don't you want to be. You don't want to be. You don't right? want to be. Yeah. So admit, admit, own it. Own when when it's not your skill set. Own when it's when it's something that doesn't feel right for you. Because what I would never want people to do is to try and work with somebody thinking that they've got to because they're a coach, but also thinking that they've got to because it's about the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a, I have a, a, something that just clicked in my mind. Isn't it kind of a empowering as a coach to have a conversation with somebody and realize that you've helped them access something and then give them access to somebody that can help them yeah. get through it. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that fulfilling that is huge as your role as a coach? Yeah. And I, I, I have, you know, I do have coaches that come to me for therapy. I work with a lot of entrepreneurial business women. Um, and professional women in, in business. So they're, they're employed in business. Um, but coaches, when they're working with me, they're like, it's almost like when they first start, they're, they're like, well, I've been, you know, giving so much and I've been doing this and I'm doing that. And, I, you know, and I say, well, is that, is that what you want to be doing? You know, where, where do you want to channel who you are and your energy and your skills? Because if you try and do this, you're going to burn out. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going. To, you're not. You're going to get it wrong. Actually, yeah. that's the other thing. You're going to get it wrong. Actually, just bring it into your own orbit of your fantasticness and your awesomeness and your skills and you, and your your sense of yourself, and know where your limitations are because that's a strength. Knowing where your limitations are and living by them and working by them so that you're not burning yourself out. You're not trying to give more than you actually can. Um, and, and what you do then is you, you meet the right people to work with. Yep, the universe, God, whatever your process is, always brings the right people to you when you open yourself up and you really start doing that, that soul journey work. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the tough part. And, and we have this conversation about money all the time. And, um, and I get it, you know, I understand I'm human, but mental health is huge right now. Uh, people are, are cracking because of yeah. where we are as a planet. Are you, um, are you finding that it's more challenging? You're finding that there's, what, what, how have you, you know, as a therapist kind of standing on the, on the perimeter, looking, looking at us, how is it, does it feel like it's different? Is it? Is the awareness of mental health a good thing or is it we just have are more challenged now? I think obviously, I mean, awareness and destigmatizing mental health is is a good thing, you know. Um, because you know, I I I I remember working with with children kind of gosh, it would have been how old was I? Um would have been <laughs> mid-20s. Um and, you know, working with, with children and actually, help, you know, because there was a real stigma around mental health yeah. um, and mental illness. And, and so, you know, working with them to help promote mental health, it was extraordinary, the, the flyers and everything that they did. And there was a real process by which we see that. But seeing, seeing what I see now, and I think, I think it's really hard for me as a therapist because I do... I don't analyze everyone, but I see a lot of wounded people in, in the online space that perhaps aren't admitting that they're wounded, that they're in pain, that are pushing themselves through the next job, the next step in their, in their business. Then they're flat out exhausted and they have one day's rest and say, oh, I'm all right now. I can do the next bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's not looking after your mental health. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's 
that's pushing through that's ignoring who you are ignoring your needs and you have to listen any part of healing and recovery is is being aware of and listening to your own needs and stopping when you need to stop and not just for a 24-hour period um and really understanding your emotional map so that you that you know how to respond to your needs like i'm you know I'm no angel, you know, I do get it wrong. Excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> whereas I'm no I am, whereas I, I am you. angel. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> that was great. That but, was perfect. <laughs> you know, oh. I, I don't always get it right, but, you know, I listen to me, you know, two years ago, I would have, I would have, I would have taken so many people onto my client list. Um, and probably burnt myself out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I was talking to another son who I work closely with, and we we meet up and we, you know, we kind of, in essence, kind of supervise each other a bit and chat through things. And and she said to me, "Well, how many? How many?" Because she said, "You know, I'm trying to balance my workout." And and she said, "How many clients do you take?" So I told her, and she was like, "Wow." And I said, "Well, yeah, because I do so much. So in comparison to her, I do probably." I take on probably a third of what she does. But I said to her, the difference is that, you know, my clients contact me in between sessions. You know, they they have their hour with me, but it's not an hour. <laughs> they, you know, I work on a three-month basis with, with people. And but so that, you know, I'm there in their pocket every day. They can message me if there's something that's triggering them, if there's something that's worrying them, you know, they message, I'm there, I'm responding. So, you know, it's not they have a session with me and then there's tumbleweed until they see me the following week, you know, I like that, like old yeah. Western little tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's not the way I work. So I said to her on that basis, what I do is I create the space outside of the, the hour session with me. And plus they get homework from me, which, you know, I like to call, call progress tasks that they call homework hilarious but you know and I'm like that's what it is darn it <laughs> and they're like we're back at school Helen it's homework come on and <laughs> but I said to her I said the reason for that is I said because I also need to look after my own space so that you know I'm not then working until o'clock at night um and then exhausted and then you know up six six thirty first client nine o'clock then rolling one after the other I said, so, you, you know, you have to have an understanding of what your own capacity is and and design your life and your business and how you are in it. Um, understanding what your capacity is, understanding how much you can take on. Your business will survive. If you're a businesswoman, if you're an entrepreneur, your business will survive. It will thrive even more if you do that. You know? No, it if will, right? Yeah, because you, you you'll know, be in a different space. Yeah, going going back to the, you know, earlier on in the conversation when you said about kind of fierceness and kind of how it's been misinterpreted, that's all about hustle culture. That's all, yes. you know, that's all about, you know, in, in fact, when when women said, you know, when we, we really started to kind of say, right, where where women were stepping forward, we're doing this, actually what, what we stepped into were the same systems and processes that that had been around for, for years and years and years um, that actually don't meet who we are as women. So you have to create your own systems, systems and structures that are aligned completely and utterly with you. Wow. And that's also part of healing. Wow, and, and, and you know, the hustle, I use that a lot. I know the hustle, we're, we are trained to hustle. It came up as a holistic, I know a lot of people in the, in, the, in the intuitive and holistic business, it's all about book clients, you know, 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week. And, you know, self-care, mm. <laughs> you talk about burning out and the, like, like yeah. there's no conversation around when do you get to rest because your clients have access to you because you have to hustle. And then how do you decompress mm. from all of that stuff? Because it's stuff, right? It's stuff, yeah. And, and you're absorbing it. You are. And, you are. Yeah. So, so, you know, for me personally, self-care is is so much, you know, I meditate twice a day. Um, 
So before I even see anybody in the morning, before before I'm, I mean, I get up and I've got two dogs, so they invariably have me up quite early. Yes, they're like, get up, um, pay attention to the mommy. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, come on, we've been asleep now. It's time to get up. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but I, and before I see anyone, I, I meditate. I'm, I don't journal. I'm, I'm, I've never been a journaler. I, I keep a lot in my head. So I, I'm, I'm a very much a reflective person. Um, so I sit and reflect and I feel how I feel the energy of the day um how do I want to be in this day that's what I ask myself because we spend too much time doing and not enough time being so good and and uh you don't journal and I point to that because it's like what you said earlier not everything's for everybody yeah. so like it, it's almost traumatic if I if, if I was a, a coach for you and a big part of my conversation was journaling. And every time we had a session, I would sit you down. And I'm like, why do you journal? This was your journal assignment. That in and of itself is kind of traumatic, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've had women say to me, because there's some of the, the, the work that I do that will be obviously around inner child healing, inner child therapy. Um, some of that is reflective journaling. Some of that is guided meditation into visualization. Um, and I had one client say to me, don't make me meditate. And I went, I'm not going to make you do anything. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to meditate. Thanks for letting me know. Note to self. (laughs) No meditation. No meditation for Susie. (laughs) And it was like, absolutely. Tell me what you don't want. Don't just come along and think that you have to do everything that I say and do. That's not what it's about. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you don't like. That's you know, awesome. If, if you know, and that should be. That's why I say it's not a one size fits all. You know, I, I don't. I don't know that I'll ever have a, um, a, a a program as such that is. You know, hit on this day you do this, on this day you do that. I have a three month therapy process, but that's completely and utterly bespoke to each individual. Um, and so you know, I don't. The idea of trying to make somebody do meditation. Sit down and meditate. <laughs> Sit down and meditate. Right. No, it's part of, no, hang on. No, this is part of what this no, program you're gonna is. You're going to do it. You're stressing me out. I'm trying to yeah. depress and you're stressing me out to make yeah. all, you're, all you're doing is activating that survival and stress system. <laughs> you know, oh, in no, that person who's going, oh my God, I'm now worried I'm going to get it wrong because I hate meditation. I hate meditation and she's making me meditate. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to fail because I hate meditation. You know, I'm not I'm oh never going to anybody not to fail. So never. your three-month program is, uh, talk to us about that. So you work with people for three months. It's your, yeah, basic, yeah. it's your basic entryway into your process. Yeah, I mean, the way that it works, it's, um, it's called the heart of healing trauma um, because it is heart and soul led. And um, when you, when you, respond to your own heart and soul with kindness compassion love dignity and respect that that you've always needed then then you begin your healing journey um so uh, what i what i do is i work with women over a three-month period and and so the the kind of entryway into that is is we have a we have a, a beginning session which is which is 90 minutes usually um where they share with me everything that they want to share about what they've experienced a really safe conversation I never I never I never actually you know I never prod I never you know like I'm never I'm never kind of so what age were you um you know women women will open up to me in their own way and share their experience so from that experience from that 90 minute session I'm able to think okay so let's pick a faint name okay Maria um, has experienced sexual abuse um, as a child so I know at some point in this journey we're gonna have to bring some peace to that child in her so I I'm, I'm all about these I don't know I have these dolls these you know the Russian dolls oh my goodness with the little eggs that so you open them up yeah I love those yeah. so what I do what we talk about is we talk about all the different layers, all the different kind of ages that, that you were when things may have happened to you, you know, and, and we get to bring healing to them. Um, oh, wow. To each little to layer. Each, yeah. 
even down to the baby one. A little tiny one. <laughs> so, you know, I always say she's in there, you know, she's in there. We've got to, we've got to look after her. And one of my clients the other day, she said, oh, right. You've now made me a parent to three children. You should say, do you want some more? Because we could. <laughs> we need some more. But, you know, that's <laughs> she said, I completely get it. She said, because I'm trying to be the adult and trying to go forward. But I've got all these layers to me, all these parts of me that are still in pain. No wonder I'm being held back. No wonder I can't move forward because I'm saying, let's go we've got this and they're going no we're scared we're in pain we don't understand this and so you know very much the kind of foundation of that three months is connecting women to all parts of themselves all those layers of themselves with compassion and and with a with a compassion from themselves to themselves because half the time they're looking for it through perfectionism through validation through um, other people's kind of of them and finding that it, it's not changing anything. And I said, well, no, it won't because the, the safest relation and the relationship and the most healing relationship you will ever have is the one that you have with all parts of yourself. Wow. That was, that was brilliant. Um, and in your goal for women, you know, is because you, you, you have passion for this, this mm. conversation. What is your goal? You know, when you when you engage with someone. My goal <laughs> is for them to feel the freedom that I know that they can experience. And the freedom to the freedom to be who they are and to define who they are, because they've lived their lives defined by the narrative of what has happened to them. So like I said, so I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm this, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a survivor, you know, and I, you know, I'm a survivor too, but I don't describe myself as that, I describe myself as, as the woman that I am now, um, which is the calm, confident, courageous, empowered, fierce woman, that's, that's freedom, you know. Yes. And I, w I wanted to deep dive on that word for a minute because I really want people to hear in, uh, as you're speaking to it, because it's through freedom as a black woman, you know, the word freedom and they're like freedom. It means a lot because a lack of freedom is like you're shackled and you can't do the whatever it is that you are trying to do, whether it's basic or it's complicated. But when you have freedom, like you're opening people up to being their true self, whatever that, whatever, whatever that, that is for them. Yeah. Whatever that is for them. Yeah. And, you know, they might wake up one day and like, you know what? I really have always wanted to be a writer and they may have forgot about it. Yeah. Because of yeah. all the stuff. All the um, stuff gets in the way. All the, all the stuff that kind of holds you back, that keeps you feet, keeps you at the bottom of the pit. Like, like my client, Michelle said, it's keeping you in the bottom of that pit. You know, that that you can release from yourself, you know. And it feels um, like we're at the bottom of the pit a lot these days. Yeah. So freedom is freedom. And, and I, I use the word freedom because it's actually what what my what every woman that has ever worked with me says that they feel after working with me is that they feel free. Beautiful. And it's a freedom and it's a liberation from from what has been holding them back, whatever that looks like, what's been keeping them kind of drowning, numbed out, um, not showing up, not, not finding that, not being able to find their own voice. You know, they kind of, you know, you know, some women will say to me, you know, I hear myself speak, but I, it doesn't sound like me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. In, in being competitive, like there's this conversation and the sexuality is like, a crazy conversation for women right it's like mm -hmm. if you if you try to look beautiful you're being too sexual when you go to the meeting you have to pull everything up you don't want anybody to think blah 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 blah. and if you are you too fat are you too skinny are you too old are you too young it, it's 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 so crazy what what society has done to us yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. in this conversation of being successful yeah. And that freedom conversation 
if you want to dress like a gypsy because that's who you are girl dress like a gypsy yeah exactly exactly i i remember i think probably the the greatest original sense of freedom that i had was getting all my hair cut oh wow you had to, i love your hair thank <laughs> so, you so so that I was, was like <laughs> I, I think i was i must have been like 15 something like that and i and I'd never been part of the crowd in school, you know, the, the, I'd, no, I'd always kind of felt like I didn't fit in with people, you know, and I didn't want to be like them, actually. I was looking at them kind of, I don't want to be like you. Um, couldn't really kind of put my finger on it, but I was like, I don't want to be like you. So there was a lot, there was a lot of a particular kind of look or a way of being. And I think it's got worse, actually, over the years for a lot of young people and children. Yes, it has, um, it has. And, and I remember kind of, getting my, you know, I made the mistake of getting, a. I had long wavy hair and I made the mistake of getting a perm. Oh, I don't know wow. what, yeah. So um, I ended up, yeah, it wasn't a good look, you know. And and I, you know, I just, and, and I knew, I'd known that I was trying to do something that was about individuality for me, that was about really tapping into that individual sense of identity. And I think about a week later, I went back in and said, I want all my hair cut. And I actually had it shaved at the top and the side. And, 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 and he was like, are you sure? And I said, absolutely, I'm sure. And do you know what? When he finished and I sat and looked in that mirror, I thought, there she is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then you're like, I, you, you opened, you, you, you were free. You, you released, you unleashed her, yeah. you let her out. Yeah. I, I saw who I am you know and I was like yeah that's that's her you know and and then tapped into my own individual style instead of my clothes I'm, I'm I realize I'm a bit mumsy this evening but you know, well, you're, being, you're being interviewed and stuff you know I'm being interviewed. <laughs> well, I put a posh top on you know um but you know I then tapped into my own individual style of dressing I didn't dress like it I used to go to kind of the thrift stores and kind of go through you know secondhand stores and these amazing kind of clothes and you know, hey do not let anybody knock my own yeah I, I love created it I love hunting I love hunting at the, yeah. at the secondhand stores it's it's really yeah. fascinating especially if you go to the ones outside of your town exactly yeah I love it so so yeah you know <laughs> when you when you make statements you're make you're not making a statement for other people you're making a statement for yourself and I like I said when I sat in front of that mirror and I distinctly remember it when he finished and I had I had black hair I had um I had very black hair and 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 I just I, and I sat there and even he was like wow you know <laughs> so, like, yeah there, oh, she, there she was there, there she was. was and I and I and I walked proudly ever since you know I tried I tried I think I tried growing my hair once and I was just like oh no <laughs> so I think I think we're good I think we're good as we are you know <laughs> so, I I have I have loved talking to you and I and I insist I insist that we stay connected because you know, oh, your energy you. is fantastic and I'm looking at the clock I'm like oh time is oh, I know. Darn it. um so I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to talk about if you have anything for people to to um as a as a thank you for listening and how they get in touch with oh, you that kind of good stuff absolutely um I do actually you know if anybody is is not sure where to start on their healing journey and and they they're hearing like me talking about compassion and they're like what's that um and self-compassion I actually have a um a free seven-day download of um education guided meditation affirmation um so if you go to my website um at helenbferguson.com um and you have the forward slash and then uh, free seven days of self-compassion that you get that for life that's that's and it's an extraordinary um seven day download that people have have said you know to me that you know gosh Helen for the first time I'm actually saying to myself it's not your fault you know I love that um so please anybody anybody who's who's needing who's needing to give compassion to themselves not sure where to start need a bit of a guide that's that's there for them um 
And you can follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook, Helen B. Ferguson and Helen Ferguson on Facebook. Um, you know, I give lots of information and education on, on, on there and you can get to know me a bit more and have, have my energy in your corner a bit. <laughs> have you on your, have them, you on their side, exactly. which is important to have, exactly. have a posse. It's so important to have a posse. It really exactly. is. It have really me and you're in a circle. I've got a great gravitational pull. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you sound like you're a lot of fun in terms of like, um, re releasing the, 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 the discomfort. Cause it's always kind of scary that first yeah. time you're like, hi therapist, you know, and you're like, <laughs> a, lot of people think, a lot of people think I'm going to be like this. Okay. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sitting, laying them on the couch and you're sitting there <laughs> kind of nodding judgmentally. <laughs> yes. But um, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I, I think all of my clients would say that they would, they never knew that they would actually have fun in therapy. You know? Oh, that's what, that's what's up. Yeah. That is perfect. And I will have all your information there for people to find you. I recommend mm -hmm. reaching out and, and taking advantage of this, this freebie. That's awesome. I know I have a new thing I do is I, when I bring a guest on and they have a free offer like that, whether it's an ebook, I run and I go get it and I try it. Yeah. And then I let people mm -hmm. know how I feel about it. So that's, I will, I will do that yeah, um, please because please. it's important women I'm talking to you, women, yeah. entrepreneurs, soul entrepreneurs. Um, we are, we are part of this big movement and the planet needs healing. And, you know, I would challenge you to realize that number one, we need to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And number two, we need to be better tools for our clients to yeah, so we should have we should have somebody like you in our I'm gonna give my age in our Rolodex <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that yeah. it's so important it's so important I have had so much fun with you in one of these really days I'm gonna get out to 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 France and I'm gonna take you to a cup of coffee because oh. I would love to do a cup of coffee in France <laughs> oh yeah absolutely get on a plane it's happening. Let's do it. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for sharing your energy with us today. I'm looking so forward to future interactions. Um it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, it's That's a, Helen it was, it was a joy. Thank you. Trauma, trauma therapist. Is that what it how do you, trauma therapist? Special yeah. trauma therapist. So thank you for sharing. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening. And like I always say, accessing joy will give you access to life. So make sure that you are in memory of that and take care of your trauma man yeah <laughs> all righty guys take care bye bye thank, thank you. you for listening have a fantastic day